and welcome to the very first episode of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we'll analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5MinutesOfMime.com. So before we get started, we have um, some rather sad news. As you may have heard in the teaser episode, there were three of us, um, three hosts, and unfortunately, we have lost Robert Stumpy Tuft. He's no longer with us. Well, he's no longer with anyone. Right. Well, um, in an official press release the park rangers stated that Robert was killed by ground squirrels after an apparent mugging gone wrong. The authorities said, best leave it unsolved. So, in any case, um, we shan't be seeing him again. So you are now witness to the rebirth of Spinal Tap Minute Mark II. And this era of Spinal Tap Minute starts with the very first minute of This is Spinal Tap. And so minute one of the movie This is Spinal Tap begins with a black screen. Then we get into, we see the, uh, the MGM lion. We get the Embassy, Embassy Pictures logo. And then we have our director, Marty DeBerge, introducing the, the movie. And it ends with, the, this minute ends with, a band that was Britain's now legend, and we'll have to wait for it until the <laughs> next minute to find out the exact name of, of this band. Oh my gosh. Um, but until then, and, and I hope we haven't spoiled anything by the name of the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, so we have Marty DeBerge. He's, he's introducing things, although I I need to back up a minute, um, for, for our listeners at home, if you're going to do dark side of spinal tap, you want to start your album at the second lion's roar. Um, it's the second roars when you st- you would start Dark Side of the Moon. Um, and if you do that while watching, this is Spinal Tap. It- it's amazing because nothing syncs up. Um, it- it's-, it's almost as if Pink Floyd was not watching this movie while creating the album. Because all the, the-, the flourishes, the-, the movements of the music um, coincide with no interesting moments of the movie itself. Um, but if you're interested in, in, in trying that out, again, it's the, the second lion's roar. Nice. Okay. Just a little I, FYI. <laughs> I love that you're giving um, our listeners some some homework right up at the top that will absolutely probably not entertain them or reveal anything <laughs> in the least. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind you doing a, a little extra work on your own and, and, and bringing that to, to the podcast. I think that'd be nice. Um, what I don't want is, um, anything that's of any value, um, that's, that's producing anything useful or, or educational in any way. Um, so if you, if you want to listen to an album while watching a completely unrelated movie, now you know how to do it. Awesome. Okay. So, so moving on to, to, to Marty DeBerge, Marty DeBerge is played by Rob Reiner. Um, Rob Reiner at this point is of all in the family fame where he uh, played a character called Meathead and, and had won two Emmys. Um, and it's interesting to note that um, 
more than a few people upon seeing this film thought this was a real documentary um, and that possibly Marty DeBerge was an actual person and, and not a character in the movie. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on who you listen to. So I, part of my research, which is really fun, was um, I went back and listened to an episode that I remembered really enjoying of um, the Nerdist podcast. And it's uh, Rob Reiner's The Guest. And this is, um, let's see, I don't know, it doesn't have an episode number, but it's from May uh, 2016. So not too long back. So if you head on over to um, the Nerdist or know how to, you know, get on to the iTunes and look up podcasts, you can check out that one, the Rob Reiner episode. And he actually talks about that a little bit. In fact, he talks about Spinal Tap quite a bit, which is a lot of fun. But one of the things he said was that when he started making the film and sharing it with friends, that they thought Spinal Tap was a real band. And they thought he'd kind of, you know, hitched his wagon to this <laughs> crappy band and was doing a documentary about this ridiculous band. So that's that's another angle that I hadn't really considered. Okay, nice. And then so you, you mentioned hitching his wagon, which uh, brings us to the next moment in, in the film where uh, Marty says that he's his day job is directing commercials. And, and one of those commercials is the, the little dog that chases the covered wagon underneath the sink. And that's for, for those that remember it, it's the Chuck Wagon dog food commercial. And, and for those that don't remember it, it's still the Chuck Wagon dog food commercial. Um, and we'll, we'll put a link to that where we, you know, on, uh, on the Facebook group and the Twitters and everywhere else. If, if you're curious that that commercial's out there, um, I haven't done any research on this, and I suppose as, as someone doing a podcast, maybe this is the kind of thing I should be researching. I don't think Rob Reiner really directed that commercial. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb, a completely uninformed opinion, but I'm saying he's making it up. Yeah, but I think that's great. Is it what it brings to mind for me is this character Marty DeBerge, who I absolutely fell in love with. You know, as soon as he comes on screen, um, he comes on with this earnest smile, bright eyes, a lot of eyebrow movement. I, I had um, the same note. <laughs> I had the same note. Those the eyebrows, particularly when he when he's talking about the the commercials and and and. Seeing the band for the first time, the eyebrows are going nonstop. They are. And he really has rosy cheeks. I mean, he'd make a great summertime Santa, you know, off-season Santa. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> summertime Santa. Yeah. And in fact, I just paused him because I'm looking at this minute um, here uh, with sound off. And as he makes it across the, the room, um, the pause I just took give gives him a bit of a sasquatch look too you know he's really kind of making his way and moving his arms back and forth a bit i <laughs> so, really paused him in a good squatch pause you know yeah. so and um yeah and and just for me to comment a bit on him this marty DeBergy character i could see how that that Chuck Wagon commercial would really fit in with this guy because he has this like i said sort of earnest you know, I don't, he just seems delighted, absolutely delighted to be here, you sure. know, telling yeah. us, yeah. informing us about this band. He's, he, he's, he's very enthusiastic. 
Um, and I wonder if how much of this is planned and how much we should take away. Um, so certainly directors from other forms of art have, have gone into, well, now we have music videos, but back in the day you had, um, you had these documentaries, these, these music films, you had, um, for example, Martin Scorsese making a film about, about the band. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the band name, the band. Sure. Um, so it's it's not unusual to see an accomplished director um, get into sort of the the music business. Um, so this this Marty is is not Scorsese. He's coming from a little bit of a different angle, but there there is there is a parallel there. Um, and and something that that just occurred to me while you were speaking about this introduction, and it, it it's been kind of not bugging me, but I've been wondering what's what's happening here. What's the parallel? Because this is unusual, I think, for 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 films in general and even other documentaries, um, specifically ones ones about bands and, and performance films. To start off with, kind of this talking head with the director mm-hmm. making this kind of introduction, um, and the things that the, the thing that just popped into my head was um, it's not too unlike Jesus Christ Superstar. That starts off with with Judas. Judas has this big number. Um, now the the name of the show is is Jesus Christ. He's the titular character. He's got this name in lights. But the show starts with Judas. You know that the the foil. Um, so this 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 film, um, the title has this band whose name we don't know yet. <laughs> but but it doesn't start with the band. It starts with Marty. So is this a little bit of foreshadowing? Is this telling us that this man he's going to be a little bit of a a foil for uh, for for the the things to come? Um, I don't know. I think maybe just something to, to to keep in mind as as we watch the film. Yeah, I like that, and it also brings to mind a little funny part of that um, Rob Reiner interview too, is that. Well, just a couple of facts that he throws out and then a a funny little thing here about specifically about making the movie is that, um, of course, most people know that it's all improvised. Now, some sources that I looked at said mostly improvised or partially improvised, but he used the words all improvised. So I'm going to take it from from Rob. And he also said that it took nine months to edit it because back then you were doing it by hand. So it really yeah, places it in the, the eighties, you know, you're not doing, um, you're not using the modern, you know, computer equipment and such you're, to edit your hand editing, which I just thought was, you know, just a interesting thing to remember nine months of editing, you know, now you think of months and months of editing as something more with, a lot of special effects or, you know, movies that are three hours long and, you know, not people in front effects. of computers and that, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas here it's, it's just feet and, and yards and miles of, of film that they're going through. Yeah. And in fact, he said that they had, when they got down to it, they had four and a half hours, not counting the interviews that he does, and then three hours of just him interviewing them all over the place, you know, in all the different locations that we'll be visiting throughout the, you know, Spinal Tap Minute here. But, um, yeah, and then this made sense, of course. He said they really wrote the film through 
the editing process, which makes perfect sense. You're going to take all this raw footage and then make the film out of, you know, what they got. But one thing I was just going to say on that, on that, what reminded me when you're talking about him being the potential foil or Marty DeBerge being the potential foil is that since, you know, they were doing this all improv, uh, Matt Myra, who's one of the co-hosts of Nerdist, spoke up and noticed and pointed out that he he realized that Rob really got them, really got the guys, the band with shit sandwich because they weren't <laughs> expecting that. And he said that he kind of felt like that was, you know, he didn't use Saturday Night Live, but that comes to mind, you know, when they when when you really get them and, you know, people start to lose it and do real, you know, real laughs that come out. And so Rob admitted he thought that that was, you know, probably pretty true that those guys really kind of cracked it up and kind of cracked out a character when they so when when they heard him say, you know, the two word, yeah. So a little a little foreshadowing for a, a future minute that yeah. with um, w- with the improv, uh, sometimes the performers surprise each other. And if you, if you're watching closely, which you do when you watch a movie one minute at a time, you you pick up a little bit of the um, a lip twitch. A little bit of the body language that says, "Yeah, you just you just surprised somebody. They didn't see that coming." Um, so that's it's just a, another little fun thing to to watch for in the movie. Yeah, and I look forward to looking that at that minute, you know, ten times in one day, <laughs> <laughs> seeing what happens. Uh, so yeah, that was. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Particularly, of course, I can save things for some of these other minutes that we have. But um, right, we've got uh, eighty-two minutes to come, so awesome. we don't want to we don't want to waste it all now. We don't want to overload the listening public, so we can we can hold back. We can we can save something. Um, we've got we, many nuggets to share. Many, many little nuggets in in the minutes to come. Um, one one thing I'll throw out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this will be a bit of a segue is the, the hat that, mm-hmm. that Rob Reiner is wearing or Marty DeBerge is wearing in this minute. The it says the USS Oral C OV four B there. It's, it's a Naval hat there. Mm-hmm. There is no actual ship that, that corresponds to, uh, to the designation on the hat. Um, and the reason I mention it is there's there's a tie-in to uh, The Prince's Bride, which is uh, another movie that was directed by Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of you may have heard this story, but for those of you that haven't, I'll, I'll tell it quickly as I can. Um, when, when Rob Reiner is directing The Princess Bride or goes to direct The Princess Bride, he wanted Mark Knopfler of The Dire Straits uh, to do the scoring, to do the music for that movie. Um, and and the the legend is that um, Mark agreed to do the movie or do the music for the movie on the grounds that that hat was incorporated into the movie somehow. Um, and so uh, in the the little boys' room in the beginning, um, you can see that hat when the when the grandfather comes in and starts reading the book and starts telling the story of the Princess Bride. You can see um, it's actually it's not the same hat. Um, but it's a, it's a similar hat. Just the, the designation of the ship on the, on the cap is, is different, 
but you can you can see that hat. That's Marty DeBerge's hat from this documentary transported into the world of of Princess Bride, or perhaps that establishes that that both these movies um, sort of sh- have a shared universe. Oh my gosh! So, is there anything else specific to this Marty DeBerge heavy minute that you wanted to bring up before we wrap this thing up? No, I, I think I think we've we've covered it. We we've covered. We've got about twenty seconds of uh, of logos in the beginning, and then forty seconds of just Marty talking, um, and, and we've spent twenty minutes talking about Marty talking for 40 seconds. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, yeah. oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and and I think, you know, we really lucked out because I think instinctively, not only did I know I was a big fan of this movie, but I also knew kind of in my heart and soul, having seen it numerous times that it got going right away too. So even though we'll, you know, talk about all sorts of things every episode, um, you know, we didn't have to spend the first five minutes just talking about, uh, you know, cast members' names coming up because we really just bam, you know, right get into, into it. This. Yeah, no, no so, extended yeah. credits. You don't have one of those awful crawls. You know, we're not, we're not that kind of movie. We're not going to make you read. We're just right <laughs> into it. And if we've got something to say, we're going to put Marty DeBerge's Bigfoot face on the screen, and he's going <laughs> to say it to you. <laughs> I'm going to screenshot that that way I paused it too so we can all get in on that cool so um, shall we wrap it up then yeah I think I think we, we, are, we come to the conclusion of Spinal Tap Minute Mark 2 Minute 1 excellent all right, so we hope you've enjoyed the first official episode of Spinal Tap Minute. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up, and uh, we look forward to going along on this journey with you guys. So I wanted to do a quick shout out to Donald Bell and the guys at Aloha Screwdriver. That's the band who's provided the cool opening and closing music for us, and they'll most likely be guests um, coming up one of these days soon. And we wanted to make sure that we um, connect with you guys on social media in all the different ways that are possible. So I'm going to share a couple of those, and then Sean is too. It's easy to stay connected with us on Twitter and Instagram. We're just simply Spinal Tap Minute on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you want to email us with um, suggestions, ideas, or stories, we're at Spinal Tap Minute at gmail.com. And then our website is simply spinaltapminute.com. You can also call us at 419-TAP-TAP-6. That's 419-827-8276. Leave us a message, and we may even feature your story or question on a future episode. You can also join us on Facebook at our group, the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge. And the uh, banner image on our group was generously donated by Pete the Retailer of Pete and Alex of Star Wars Minute fame. And those guys are the pioneers of the movie-by-minute format, and they've generously blessed our little endeavor. We tip our USS Oral (laughs) Sea hat to you. (laughs) And really, um, I venture to guess that you and I would never have met or gotten into this project if not for 
the Star Wars Minute fellas, because when I first posted on Twitter that I would like to do Spinal Tap Minute, they, I I mean, I really said I'm going to do it and I'm looking for a co-host. They graciously reposted my tweet. And I believe that is how you found me and the two of us decided to embark on this fabulous disaster together. Yeah, yes. And uh, I think that's we should mention, I don't think it came up in 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 the teaser, the little introduction episode we did previously, that uh, our history, Heidi and I, we go back to, uh, I think it was late October 2016, mm-hmm. when I saw your tweet and said you're looking to do uh, a podcast covering Spinal Tap one minute at a time. And I said, I would love to cover Spinal Tap one minute at a time. Um, and uh, the, the rest, as they say, is history. So, yes. yeah. Star Wars Minute, bringing people together. <laughs> one minute at a one, time. One minute at a time. <laughs> we thank them, and we thank you for tuning in. Please join us again tomorrow. And so say all of us. Tap, tap into, into America. America. <laughs> <laughs>